It's the UEFA Champions League on Paramount Plus. Europe's top club soccer tournament. Champions versus champions. The best teams facing off in the knockout rounds. Magnificent! And it all takes place. While you're filling out financial reports at work. In the middle of your day, in the middle of your week. So use that second screen. Call in sick. Do whatever you gotta do to tune in Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Nobody watches the UEFA Champions League like us. Stream every match live exclusively on Paramount Plus. to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Wednesday, November 13th, 2019. I am Dave Biddle, very happy to be joined by the people's champ, Matt Baxendale. Bax, of course, the latest college football playoff rankings came out last night. The Buckeyes fell from number one to number two. LSU jumped them. Um, you know, it's pretty tough when you win by 59 points like the Buckeyes did against Maryland and you drop, but LSU did go into Tuscaloosa and win. Um, just your thoughts on the Buckeyes dropping to number two. I mean, I'm not surprised be honest here, LSU has got a great resume, and the committee seems to have this very high opinion of Texas, which gives them yet another top 25 win, and so, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not that shocked that they uh, put LSU number one. Uh, my thought process on this, though, folks, is that this committee has shown the ability to sort of change its opinion every week, which is what it's supposed to do, unlike in the past, where it hasn't done that, and we've all been very mad at it. So, the good news in my mind is is that I think with Ohio State's remaining schedule, they could easily move back up into the top spot. Uh, and right now, when it looks like there's three teams that are sort of ahead of everybody else, and that being LSU, Clemson, and Ohio State, that extra spot is a big deal right now. Like, let's be very honest about it. Uh, you want to get first, not second or third. But Ohio State currently has remaining the number eight, the number nine, and the number 15 teams in, in the CFB standings, assuming they play Wisconsin. Minnesota in the uh, championship game. And if they don't play Minnesota, they'll play current number 14, Wisconsin. So you're going to finish the season with three straight games against top 15 opposition. Your resume is going to look every bit as good, if not better, than LSU's. And remember, the committee had LSU two last week before their resume, uh, you know, got that extra bump from Alabama. So, you know, I, I, and the other thing to keep in mind is Ohio State also has Cincinnati, who, as long as they keep winning, that helps Ohio State. Uh, and, and I would also throw out there that Ohio State's non-conference opponents are now 20-8. and eight. That's a really good record. So just keep winning. I mean, that's the, that's the blunt answer. Just keep winning. Beat Penn State, beat Michigan, and beat whoever you play in the Big Ten Championship. And it's going to be very hard for me to see the committee not putting OSU at number one in the final rankings. That's right. Keep your eyes. You know, they've been just laser-focused on everything, and um, especially that game against Michigan. That's the one that uh, I'm not concerned about it, but of all the games – that they have left on the regular season of all the games. Of the three games they have left, really the two games, Michigan's the one that concerns me the most. They just got to stay focused, and it'll all take care of itself, as you said. Uh, speaking of the LSU-Alabama game, as you watched that, were you surprised? I mean, Alabama came back and, and made a, a good game, had a late touchdown to make it a little bit misleading, but uh, had an onside kick. I mean, LSU's went 33-13 to at halftime backs, um, and, I mean, I'm just not used to, obviously we're not used to seeing an Alabama defense defense could just get bludgeoned like that were you surprised when you're watching that game yes and no um those are the exactly the two teams that i thought i was going to see 
we've been talking all year about how Alabama's defense is not what it typically has been. Like, people go, ooh, it's Alabama. Well, there's some years where Alabama isn't quote-unquote Alabama. Um, you know, you saw, like, G. Harris had one awesome drive for them running the football, but the re- most of the rest of the game, he didn't do a lot, right? This is not the same Alabama team that we're used to in the past that runs you into oblivion and you don't get to move the ball more than four feet. That was a Big 12 game from 2011. And the Big 12 game from 2011 was usually won by the team that turns the ball over less, right? Or the team that forces more red zone turnovers. Well, that was LSU in this game. You know, I watched that game, and I wasn't particularly fearful from an OSU point of view of either team, to be real blunt. Because I think both teams would have difficulty moving the football against OSU. So, you know, I'm not that surprised with the way it played out. Like, if you told me that game was 9-6 to again, I would have gone, wow, i got to reevaluate the way I'm looking at these teams. But truth is, they are who I thought they were, to, to, to pull a Denny Green quote out here. And end of the day, you know, I think LSU's a good football team. I don't think they're an infallible football team by any means. And, you know, that's a, that's a good thing for OSU because I do think OSU is better than both those teams on the field after having watched them again against top competition. Um, you got to give Joe Burrow a lot of credit. And, you know, you certainly would have to expect that those teams would score some points. But end of the day, I, I think Ohio State was better than either football team. And I just think Ohio State's schedule, the biggest games that are going to matter to the committee are on the back end of it. Yeah, I'm with you. And, you know, looking at it right now, I have no problem with it. As you said, it's um, – I think Ohio State's the better team. But you look at LSU's resume, I mean, their second-best win, according to the committee, is better than Ohio State's best win so far. Um, now, maybe if you look at final score, it's not. But, uh, you know, Florida is ranked higher than Wisconsin. And that's LSU's second-best win. And to go into Tuscaloosa and beat Alabama, I mean, that's – got hats off. Hats off for that. I know it's not – Maybe the typical Alabama team, but still. Um, I don't have any problem with it, and I'm with you. The Buckeyes went out. I think they're going to jump back over LSU. It depends. I mean, if the Buckeyes squeak by Penn State, squeak by Michigan, squeak by Minnesota, let's say in the Big Ten championship game, and LSU just handles Georgia with ease in the SEC title game, they probably won't flip. It'll probably stay LSU. But if it's the reverse, where LSU's struggling to win, um, you know, but they do win out, and Ohio State wins out, but they're crushing people, I think Ohio State will jump them. Um, I want to move on and talk about the most interesting story going on in Buckeye Nation and perhaps Penn State Nation and Maryland Nation right now. Everybody wants to know who the snitch is. Um, and this is not politics. This is the, the, the football version of the snitch. I think we've, we, uh, the, the politics version of the snitch, that name's been out there for a while now. But everybody wants to know who the snitch is that turned in Chase Young backs. And this is, this is fascinating. There's a lot of talk. Um, you know, Bill Green mentioned it might be. And Bill said that the, he wasn't hearing this, you know, firsthand, that he was just hearing there was rumors that could be Maryland's um, or Chase Young's former high school coach who's now on the staff at Maryland, which made a lot of sense the way Ohio State was going after Maryland. Um, now talk, you know, this stemmed from Zach Smith's podcast, Menace to Society. Um, Zach Smith is hearing it from, as he said on his podcast, three coaches, high school coaches in Maryland have heard, so he's hearing this secondhand, um, that James Franklin is behind this, that Penn State head coach James Franklin is behind this. I have no idea if this is true for the listeners out there. Like, I, you know, I, I don't know if this is true. Um, Bax, just uh, your reaction to uh, the latest twist in the soap opera here. Well, Franklin's behind it. He's stupid in how he did it. Wouldn't you put it out the week before Ohio State played Penn State? I mean, like, I have no information on this. I'm just going by what smells, right? And to me, it's between Ohio State's players telling Keandre Jones that, that Maryland was the snitch on the field after the game, between 
the fact that Ohio State went for an onside kick in a game where, I mean, come on, really? You know, <laughs> to me, it seems like the Buckeyes strongly believe it's Maryland. Um, the Franklin element makes it fun because that's the next big game. But, you know, if it was Franklin, we'd have heard about it this week or next week, right? I mean, wouldn't that make more sense? And, you know, while I wouldn't put anything past Franklin, let's face it, he's a salesman and a half in recruiting. Um, I just, I don't see the benefit for him in doing that. It just doesn't make any sense. So I don't think it's Franklin right now. My best guess is that it's, uh, it's somebody related to Maryland. It sure looked that way. I mean, why? I mean, <laughs> I guess it could be both things. I know somebody points this out to me like, hey, I mean, don't rule out the possibility that it could be, you know, there could be more than one snitch or, you know, more than one person that Ohio State's mad at because, you know, let's say James Franklin is behind us again. I don't know that he is. Um, does that completely mean nobody from Maryland was involved? I mean, I, I can't get there because somebody from Maryland to me had to be involved, or at least Ohio State thought so, or there's no way Ryan Day would have been doing things that he did. Again, not just you know, the best special teams play ever in football, not just maybe the best onside kick, the best special teams play ever. Um, you could argue you're working on that because you're, you need to use that. You know, it's only 14 nothing at the time. Um, but the timeouts before halftime, I mean, he clearly is sending a message. Um, so Ohio State clearly believes it was somebody on Maryland staff. I'm with you on that. And the other thing, too, you have to keep in mind about this with OSU is, is that if this wasn't Maryland, like – you know, a lot of the stuff they did in that game just doesn't make sense. So, you know, in the end, too, uh, let's also point this out. Um, how would James Franklin find out about it? Like, this doesn't make sense, right? It's not like he's in Chase Young's backyard, right? Uh, I'm still, we don't know who this family friend is, though, so let's all tap our brakes in general on this. Like, we all want the NCAA to rule Chase eligible and let him play, you know, at least for Penn State. But the truth of the matter is, is that we have no idea who this family friend is, right? We've heard people insinuate it's an agent. That's what Zach Smith himself said. So let's let's slow our roll and let's see how this plans out first before we really get into quote-unquote who this snitch is because it could easily be a, a, a jilted agent wannabe too. You never know. I'm going to switch gears. Jameer Gibbs um, continues to heat up the recruitment of Jameer Gibbs to Ohio State. Um, he's committed to Georgia Tech. Um, but he, he took an unofficial visit to Ohio State this past weekend, came up on his own dime, um, and there wasn't a lot of other recruits there, so they were able to you know, spend a lot of time with him, even though it was an unofficial visit. He plans on coming back for an official. So things are trending well here for Jameer Gibbs. Just um, do you feel like – how are you feeling about it, Bax? Do you feel like the Buckeyes have a good chance of landing him? Well, I think the team to watch is Georgia. And while I always front every one of my recruiting statements with, I'm not the expert. That's the Bills. Uh, the truth is, you know, he, he came up to Ohio State and had money. And when a kid comes up and pays their own way, that's all you really need to know about what their interest is in your school. And now, having lived in Georgia, it's not the hardest place to come visit. Like, don't get me wrong. But, like, let's, let's be real honest. I don't think Ohio State has any sort of, you know, illusions about where they're at in this class. You know, everybody wants to talk about Bijan Robinson and Jalen Knighton again, right? Well, to me, Gibbs has been the guy they've been pursuing the hardest the last couple months. So there's clearly mutual interest. I think OSU certainly is looking into getting at least two running backs in this class because of the depth issues that they have. But let's face it, too. If you're OSU and you can't pull a big-time kid, do you save the scholarship? Because let's face it, Master T, I think, would be the leading rusher on nine out of 14 Big Ten teams this year already. So you got to like the depth you have with him, Crowley, and Steel Chambers. So 
it'll be interesting to watch it play out. And if Georgia offers, I don't know if we get Gibbs. But if Georgia stays out of the equation, I could certainly see him being a Buckeye. Let's face it, he's not sticking with Georgia Tech with all the big kids chasing him. Final thing here on the show, Ohio State's basketball team against Villanova tonight at the shot. 7 p.m. game is on Fox Sports 1, and as you pointed out to me before the show started, uh, Villanova is favored, and I looked it up. Villanova is favored by two and a half points as of us uh, recording the show here, 8 a.m. Wednesday morning. Um, I was surprised to see the Buckeyes are favored. I was thinking, like, listen, this is not the great Villanova team that won two national championships in three years, but, you know, that's saying a lot. Um, but they're still really good, so I figured they'd be the one that was slightly favored. Um, but the Buckeyes are a really good team. They didn't look like it. They're, you know, they really haven't looked like it their first couple games, but I still am very, very bullish on this team. Buckeyes ranked number 16. Buckeyes favored by two and a half. Just your thoughts on this game tonight, Bax? Well, it's a good game for LSU. They're a three-point favorite at home. If they win this game, it's going to look great on their tournament resume. Look, most of us don't pay that much attention to basketball until football season gets here, but if LSU keeps winning, that's only a good thing for them going forward. So I'm excited. I'll probably have it on in the background. Um, but you really, you know, let's face it, it's it's November, and basketball doesn't really get first viewing until the Buckeye football season's over. So, you know, you keep an eye on things, and uh, hopefully they go out and play well. It's exciting to see these young guys doing well. Cincinnati win already looks good, and this would be a huge feather in their cap if they can pull it off. So, Go Holtman, go Bucks. Yeah, no doubt about it. This is one of those games that's like no-lose situation for Ohio State. If they do lose, it's not like it's going to be to keep them out of the tournament. But if they win, huge feather in their cap when they're putting resumes together um, You know, when they're looking at Selection Sunday. Great stuff, as always, from the people's champ, Matt Baxendale. You can catch his column every Sunday. It is the bucket. Must-read material on bucknuts.com. Thanks again to Bax, and thank you to all the listeners out there for tuning in the show. I appreciate it. Hope everyone has a great day. Let's hear that Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.